people from getting desperately needed money. Go ahead, please, right here. No, Why do you no, keep saying finished? that Go you ahead, have please. veterans' choice? Veterans Choice, it was passed in 2014, okay, excuse me. Go ahead, but it was a false statement, sir. Okay. Thank, Mr. Thank, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. Just him walking out of that meeting. Yeah. Of just it's just ridiculous to me. He just he's just like, I know I can't win this battle. So Yeah, I can't win this battle. Uh but my problem with it is uh that he had he has told that story. He has told that he basically passed that a hundred and fifty times. So my question is: Is where was the media the other hundred and forty-nine times that he said this? <laughs> they were either lying or uh, kicked out of the uh, yeah. press conference. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing: is nobody's nobody like nobody during a live press conference has ever bothered to call him out on it. And he's been saying it for a long time. I know that we don't have many pressers because of Trump, but there's been plenty of these where somebody could have just been like, hey, you know that veterans health care you keep on talking about that you passed? Well, well, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Oh, it's not it, there. It doesn't exist. We can't it's see not it. there. It doesn't exist. It's it's ridiculous to me. Um, but hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yep, welcome. Uh, turning in. Yeah. A, uh, I don't know. I've been drinking all fucking nights. So I'm going to be yeah. a little bit loopy. <laughs> it's just nah, you're good. You're good. I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually sober tonight. That is surprising. Yeah, it is surprising. It is, very it is surprising usually. Usually I don't do that. Usually like when I'm on by this time of the night and recording these, uh, I'm, I've already been smoking for a while. Um, among other things, but let's start off with some COVID news. Uh, 1.5 million total infections, 165 dead. What was the number, uh, of COVID infections on Wednesday when, when we last did this? check really quick let me pull that up it was 4.8 million cases and 157,000 deaths so we're up 300,000 cases mm-hmm. as of uh last like three days yeah yeah and almost, almost another 10,000 dead as well yeah yeah so uh i was reading uh it was on nbc news that a person was paying $800 a week for COVID testing for her staffers um, and still waiting like that week, that week time to get the results of that. Yeah. And that's just, that's insane. It's like, they want you to open up the economy. 
Like we desperately want to open up the economy, uh, bodies be damned. But the least they could do is provide uh, faster testing, maybe rapid testing to uh, get people, you know, to make sure that when you show up to work, whether you're a server, uh, whether you're a retail employee, whether you are uh, doing anything that works with the general public to make sure that you do not have coronavirus. You would think that's the least they could do, but um, that, you know, that cuts into their bottom line. And that yeah. bottom line is ultimately the most important thing, hence the yeah. whole focus on reopening the fucking economy. Yeah. And, and it's that's insane to me. It's just like the fact that we don't have adequate testing and like, with that, I believe that's some of the holdup with all these stimulus bills is that they don't want to back down. They don't want to keep on budgeting for testing, which is like desperately needed as cases are surging everywhere. Um, let's see. Schools across the country are seeing COVID outbreaks, like students having COVID, um, faculty having COVID. Schools are having to already close down for like a day or two just to do some deep cleaning, just to sanitize everything, just for contract contact tracing to make sure other people haven't been infected. It's already a mess, and we haven't even really seen the kickoff of schools really opening yet. And that that's coming this week for a lot of a lot of states or in the coming weeks. And th- these numbers are only just gonna go up. There's only gonna be more school closures. Um it's a disaster in my eyes. Uh, and another thing is the student that showed that video, well, that picture of all the students in a Georgia school walking around without masks and nobody doing a goddamn thing about it. They suspended the kid. Now, granted, they've already unsuspended him. But the fact that they suspended him in the first place is like insane to me. Yeah, that's just like this, the, the trickle down of this this authoritarian culture of like you know we're just gonna not deal with covid properly at all because it's uh too inconvenient or Mm -hmm. politically not politically expedient to do so Mm -hmm. Um, so you know well of course that's going to be forced onto everyone else um apparently including fucking uh students Mm -hmm. it's insane um I I've got nothing. I mean, I I think at the point of like uh, like everyone's kind of suffering from Trump uh, Trump derangement it? syndrome. Yeah, Trump derangement syndrome or whatever. Yeah. I I I think at this point, I'm suffering from COVID absurdity syndrome, where it's just like I'm just so numb to all of the ridiculous things. Um, I don't mm-hmm. actually. There's one more ridiculous thing. I don't know if you saw uh, the deal with New Zealand today. Mm-hmm. I didn't put this in the notes, but uh, the the U.S. government issued a travel warning for uh, New Zealand. And um, if you've been paying any attention to New Zealand, they have been pretty on the ball. Off of their, yeah, they were one of the first countries to like almost eradicate the virus or at least like contain it to like such a degree where it's 
not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still continuing to quarantine, but uh, they have the country has a total of uh, 23 active cases right now. And uh, Trump thought it prudent to um, put in a travel warning for those scary uh, 23 active for those cases. 20, for those 23 goddamn cases. It, yeah. it, and it's solely just because it makes him look bad. We know it's, we know it's because it makes him look bad. It makes him look incompetent. Uh, I don't think he needs any more help in that front, but whatever. Banning New Zealand, 23 cases. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, all the xenophobia. <laughs> all the xenophobia. Um, you caught this more than I did, uh, but three pipe bombs were thrown at protesters in Oregon. Uh, two suspects are identified. Uh, one briefly caught on video. Only right-wing news sites are picking up the story. Um, I've seen some of it today. Uh, I I don't want to confirm, but there are one of the one that was caught on video. A lot of people have been doing their thing as they do on Twitter when people do these things of trying to find names, trying to find addresses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's out there. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's insane that like somebody through pipe bombs at protesters and it, it just like it it only escalates like we uh what happened in austin what happened in new mexico uh what happened in aurora of like shootings um and people being ran over by cars cars racing through uh protesting purposely trying to harm people and now they're bringing fucking pipe bombs yeah it's uh and details are still really scarce about mm-hmm. this uh event um <clears throat> i did see one clip of a guy chasing down one of the suspects and uh basically the the suspect was uh saying uh i'm i don't know what you're talking about when he was questioned about you know why you're throwing pipe bombs at people um, mm-hmm. And then he said, he just went back and forth between, I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm not the person, kind of person that you want to fuck with. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, why would you just say that, right? Yeah, why would you say that? Yeah, so he's, and his face is like clearly captured. So yeah, I'm sure people are already, like you said, people are already looking into it. Yeah. But um, it, it's just, you know, that kind of attitude. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so there were three pipe bombs thrown. Um, it is an escalation, and the thing that you know I wanted to highlight about it is that the only like the far right wing sites are picking up the story, and they're twisting it in such a way as they always do of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Antifa staging a sympathy attack, so they get more sympathy from leftists mm-hmm. or whatever you know uh, of course it couldn't be real that right-wing extremists could you know want to actually kill people who would have you know that's what yeah. just thought who'd have thunk it concerned. who'd have thunk that the conservatives like <laughs> you know yeah. want to like actually hurt people um so and and the mainstream media is i couldn't find a damn thing uh any report uh not even like local news uh was mm-hmm. picking the story up so it's just this is the bias it does uh, yeah. you know um this is the bias against any kind of leftist movement mm-hmm. because we've fundamentally threatened power structures and uh 
the establishment in any form doesn't want that. So they're not going to report on it. They're just mm-hmm. going to gloss over and pretend it doesn't happen and uh, focus on their watered down messages instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just uh, another fucking example. It's yeah. pretty worrying. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happened to me, and this was a, this was a couple years ago. This was during the first years of the Trump uh, administration. I went to uh, a protest and I remember it being called rowdy on the news that the protest was uh, block traffic. It brought up every single thing that like, you know, they could say that disparaged the protesters, such as them blocking traffic, such as them leaving trash behind, which I was there. Not a lot of trash was left, but there were some. And the one thing that they did not report, which to this day sticks with me, was there was three pickup trucks driving around with Nazi flags. Of there was, course. Yeah, there was Nazi flags. And I remember that because a camera person was walking up with one of the local news outlets, was wa- walking really close to me. And mm-hmm. I even pointed at him. I was just like, yeah, look over there. There's a fucking Nazi flag. And not a fucking word. Not a fucking word. And then I'm not saying that the media are Nazis or anything like that. I'm not going that far, but they're more likely to talk about uh, what the left does that can make up, make them look bad rather than focus on stuff such as Nazis coming to rallies and flying flags or uh, the Austin thing where that guy got shot. Like mm-hmm. it was reported on local papers and it was briefly reported nationally, but not so much of a peep about it since no word on uh, the New Mexico thing where the militiamen shot a protester. No word on the Aurora shooting, no word about people getting fucking ran over. It's, it's just as bad as like when people get fucking hit by cops or shot with rubber bullets or tear gassed. You don't hear about that. You just hear about looting, uh, unruliness, and, you know, people blocking traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, they pick, they cherry pick what they want to report on uh, and and paint the the movements in such a light where it's, you know, as unsympathetic as as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I feel like even aside from the, the... mainstream media bias or just media bias in general um i i kind of feel like and this is like kind of a gut feeling that i have i can't Mm -hmm. really substantiate this but based on my experience it kind of feels like in american culture just based on people who i've spoken with over the years it's it's we have this attitude of like well we've already beaten the nazis once you know almost a mm-hmm. hundred years ago at this point it's like 80 fucking years ago yeah um what's the big deal they can't come to power again we already know nazis are bad like that's not a political statement anymore mm-hmm. you know everyone knows nazis are bad so when people actually unironically fly the fucking nazi flags or whatever it's just like oh it's just a bunch of dumb fucking you know rabble rousers or whatever let's not take them seriously there is just 
they don't really exist. They don't have any real power. They don't have any real sway over culture. And so we've kind of become desensitized to it to such a point where these actual fascists have taken advantage of that and they've infiltrated numerous institutions, but also just earned, uh, infiltrated like culture at large, uh, Mm -hmm. very subtly. And they're very good at it. And so Mm -hmm. no one really takes it seriously. Um, so I, I, I do feel like that's kind of an underlying bias of like almost everyone in America where it's just like, oh, whatever. whoop de doo it's a Nazi flag. Fuck them. They're idiots. Let's focus on the real shit here. Yeah. Well, heaven, heaven forbid that they pay attention to their own intelligence agencies, which have said for yep. years that Nazis like have been trying to infiltrate law enforcement, the military and other you know, apparatuses of law enforcement and uh, of our government. It, this is like, just because you beat them 80 years ago does not mean that they're gone. Oh yeah. But they just got swept under the rug. And in fact, we just talked about this. Was it last episode or a couple episodes ago with the, uh, the shit going on in Germany? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with those, you know, dozens of, uh, people who were like planning to put people in fucking body bags and dissolve their fucking bodies. And this is a well orchestrated, yeah. they're like elite special forces in the military, in the German military. Yeah. That were part of this. Like this is a real fucking thing. And yeah, it's, it's a real issue. Taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's talk about the, how everything is oh. burning around us. Um, the housing crisis, uh, one third of Americans are going to miss their August rent or their mortgage. We talked about this uh, previous previous episode. We went over some of the numbers, such as states where West Virginia and Tennessee were leading the way in percentages of people that could not pay their, uh, their bills for their shelter. Um, but th- there's a little more data on it now. And... This is after 27% of the population missed their rent payment in July. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't know it would be that high. Honestly, yeah. But. Uh, it's really prevalent around the South. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the South, it has uh, the, the safety net is pretty weak in those red States. Rent is high in especially States like Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, stuff like that. But this was the kicker, not the kicker, but the unfortunate part of uh, unfortunate part of this that you know I saw coming, but the numbers are wor- worrisome to me is that this hits Black Americans at thirty one percent, Latinos at twenty eight, while White Americans are only at fourteen percent of the people that will miss their mortgage payment or rent payment this month. Yeah. I mean, of course it's, you know, minorities are affected more. Um, mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. 27%. Yeah. The numbers, the numbers are incredibly high. Like yeah. I knew they would be high, but they are still scary to look at. Mm-hmm. Like terrifying to look at. Um, and we've still got Congress dragging its feet. Yeah. And that would pass yeah. anything. Yeah. And that leads us into uh, the next is like, uh, you've been watching the news. You can see that the 
Congress has been at a, at a standstill. They were uh, they were hoping to have something done by Friday. Of course, the ineptitude of both parties, in my opinion, could not make this happen. So Trump signs four executive orders after these negotiations fell apart. These include eviction protections, student debt relief, an extension of unemployment benefits, and a payroll tax. As he put it, a tax holiday from now until the first of the year. Now, this is this baffles me of like him kind of outflanking the Democrats on the left, especially with the student debt relief. Because that one didn't really seem to have too many problems in it from what I saw. And it's just like, it, I was just like, Jesus Christ. And I think that they're playing a game of chicken right now. And hopefully the Democrats have some kind of response that's, you know, a little stronger. Hopefully Joe Biden comes out with a good rebuke in the next 48 hours. In my opinion, he needs to come out strong and firm. And no matter how you feel about Joe Biden to show that there, he's just not completely inept or his team's not completely inept. And I, the jury's out on that to me personally. But these are the things that, you know, kind of were worrisome about these executive orders that Trump are going to, uh, is signed today. The unemployment benefit was cut down from $600 to $400. So $200, yeah, $200 subtracted. Um, and, and just to put that to perspective, six hundred dollars uh, per week is well, they were getting of a fifteen hour, uh, fifteen dollars per hour mm-hmm. full time job. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting a ten dollar an hour uh, yeah. <laughs> rate. Yeah. Um, and let's see, another one is the payroll tax. Um, it, if you know anything about the payroll tax, you would know that that funds Medicaid and Social Security, and that's been a wet dream for the Republicans for decades of figuring Mm -hmm. out a way to dismantle Medicaid and social security, to gut them, to force them to go bankrupt, to force that issue to be addressed. Yeah. And And Biden has been working to undercut social security too. Yeah. And he's mentioned it numerous times, but that is always been the process of them is to just starve the beast. It goes back to the Reagan year, starve the beast. And what they're going to do is they're going to try their best to bankroll, uh, bankrupt Medicaid and social security. And by doing that, they will for, they will kick the can to the Democrats. If they take power in January, next January, of they're just being like they're going to have this huge they already have a huge mess for them with the fucking deficit these tax cuts and everything that trump has done and then you know that's part of the like i don't know if they're up for the task i really don't i don't i know people can get mad at me about it but that's my personal feelings towards it uh but here's the weird thing is that these things are going to get tied up in court all these executive orders because at the end of the day, Congress controls the spending power of our country. Mm-hmm. Trump doesn't get to just say, we're going to spend money on this. We're going to spend money on that. Congress controls the spending power. Like Trump may be able to make the purchases, but he doesn't have the wallet. He does not have the credit card to do these things without Congress approval. Right. And I'm sure he, I'm sure 
his administration is cooking something up to try to get this going. I don't know how they'll do it. And I, I think it's going to be a very curious uh, Monday when things, when Congress comes back and starts, you know, trying to figure this shit out. Um, I, what were you okay. saying? I was just going to say something about that is that something I've noticed lately with these kind of negotiations breaking down, there it seems to be this fallback of uh pelosi schumer um steve mushin however you say his name and uh fucking someone else there's a fourth one is it Barr? yeah i don't know but it's it it's you know it's two top democrat uh congress members and then two white house officials and they've been this this group of four has been meeting behind closed doors whenever mm-hmm. negotiations break down with all of these different uh, stimulus packages and this has been happening for months now um mm-hmm. so i there's some kind of backroom deal that's going to be made to do this funding um call me conspiratorial or whatever but it's Kind of like you were saying, the Democrats aren't really up to the challenge. I don't think they're not. They're not going to challenge it. They're just going to take a concession, um, with the White House administration and just cut their losses and then go on wagging their fingers, saying about how unfair the whole process is when they're not even really trying to put up a fight. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I do feel like this this group of four that keeps meeting is like what the key instrumental factor in how this is going to, how these kind of negotiations or whatever are going to play out for the rest of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. This just feels like the Democrats are conceding. Yeah. It 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 feels very, it feels very limp to me. It feels, uh, they feel inept and uh, I think they're going to be painted as ineffective by the Republicans and by the Trump administration. I think that unless they come up with a good response, that it's going to just look bad for them. And, that, and that's my take on it, is they have a day or so to come up with a response, to drum up some kind of enthusiasm, to drum up some kind of hope that they can get this back on track, that they can provide relief to families that they can make sure that families do not lose the roof over their heads. So the families do not go hungry in the coming weeks. And another thing about these unemployment benefits, it, they would have to be, this memo would have to be implemented and our unemployment offices state by state are already so overwhelmed because of COVID because, and it takes them months to implement these things. So even if they get past the courts, we don't know when the people are going to get the money for this. Just because of how bogged down the changes that'll have to happen at the unemployment office to implement this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the systems were already overwhelmed to all yeah. hell uh, when unemployment benefits were first announced uh, with, with COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and this and and back to the ineptitude of Democrats. Uh, this was uh, this was Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, the two most powerful Democrats in Washington. And this is what they had to say: These policy annou- announcements provide little real help to families. Pelosi and Schumer said, instead of passing a bill, now President Trump is cutting families' unemployment benefits and pushing states further into budget crises and forcing them to make devastating cuts to life or death services. I mean, they're not completely wrong, but give us a fucking solution. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to... Are you going to cede the narrative as Democrats so often do to the Republicans to mold into some kind of more Democrats don't care about you? They're corrupt by Goldman Sachs. They're corrupt by whatever foreign government. And just destroy them. Uh, Another thing that happened was... uh, the Friday night post office massacre. Uh, did you hear about this? I did not. I yes. Heard nothing about it. This happened yesterday. One negotiations were breaking down when that was just taking over the airwaves of people just being like worried. As a uh, Trump donor and recent postmaster general, Louis DeJoy, ousted many top officials from their post. 23 post office executives were reassigned or displaced, the new organizational chart shows. Analysts say the structure centralizes power around a joy, a former logistics executive and major ally to Trump, and de-emphasized decades of institutional postal knowledge. All told, 33 staffers, included the old postal hierarchy, either kept their jobs or reassigned in the restructuring, with five more staffers joining the leadership from other roles. Holy shit. Yeah. This was reported on Salon. This is where I picked this up. It almost went underneath my radar until somebody was just like, hey, did you hear about the post office? And I was like, what the fuck about the post office other than they're trying to dismantle it? This was a direct attack on it. And this comes as Democrats have been calling on investigations of DeJoy due to the slow, like the slowdown of mail services and ballots being held up in states that you voted in, in the primaries. Yeah. Now, it's been shown, and like, and I don't know what the end game is here for this, but Trump has, uh, you know, he does not want mail-in ballots. He does not want people voting by mail. Yeah, we know that. And I, I think what he's trying, and even the Republicans have been telling him, "Hey, you got to back off of this mail shit because it's sinking us." I think in his weird mind. He's like, if I fuck up the post office enough, I can get people on my side to be like, look, we can't trust it because it'll mess up the election. It'll corrupt the election. It'll slow down. It'll mess everything up by doing that. And, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. And uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Um. Well, yeah, it's they've been going super hard at the USPS um this year especially and it it really did start with the mail in ballots uh when the the cares act which was the first really big stimulus where we got our stimulus checks or mm-hmm. some of us did anyways um the democrats tried to push the that's when they've really first tried to push the mail in uh 
ballots because of COVID Mm -hmm. um, for November. And it's ever since that point, it's just been like clockwork at every single turn. The Republicans at large have been attacking the USPS. It's either voter fraud because, you know, you can't trust the mail service or um, the USPS has been running at a deficit for you know decades or whatever for like a decade um and there's just they they just don't have good business sense so they can't even run their business properly when it's not even supposed to be a business for profit it's Mm -hmm. congress literally has the power to enact a postal service and that's what the usps is so it shouldn't be a profit motive industry to begin with Mm -hmm. it should be a national fucking service like it was intended Mm -hmm. to like it's written in the constitution that Republicans claim to know all about and care so much about. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just funny to see the Republicans and conservatives fall for the Republican narrative that just completely undermines uh, constitutional power. Um, yeah, but this is kind of like the inside way. Um, not only, I, oh gosh, there was something, I can't remember what happened with the funding with the USPS uh, lately. They did something with it. I can't remember if they actually gave them the money they needed or if they actually decreased it like the Republicans really wanted to do. But either way, this is like an inside attack. This is a corporate espionage, corporate assassination, essentially, mm-hmm. where you just displace uh, people in key positions mm-hmm. and then replace them with uh, this is the coup. This is what yeah. we did in this is what we've done in South America and all over the world for mm-hmm. the fucking century. And we're doing it to the USPS. Yeah. Um, and all for the benefit of the right wing party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just a coup. This is just the coup of the fucking USPS. Um and granted, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say the USPS is like perfect or you know, infallible, but like you can only do so much with what you're given, and it doesn't help when you're just being restructured from the inside out. Yeah, I don't know. It's um I feel like this is just going to seal the deal with the uh I feel like there's going to be some kind of news scandal that comes out in like a month. Yeah, well, yeah. And then that's going to be the nail in the coffin for everyone to say oh look we actually literally can't trust the mail for anything um i mean you know people already don't at least like the right wing doesn't Mm -hmm. uh trust it but uh i feel like they're gonna try to really hit democrats hard with that in like a month i say Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going they're going to come at Democrats really hard. Uh, I did not this didn't get written down on the notes. But did you see that uh, conflicted intelligence report that came out also yesterday? Mm -mm. It came out that Russia once again was trying to help Donald Trump. Uh, I don't want to get too far into the Russian nonsense uh, because I have many thoughts about it. But then it also said that China was trying China and Iran we're trying to help Joe Biden. Hmm. Did it say how? No, it just said that intelligence, and that intelligence has since been disputed since it first came out. But 
they're saying that Russia is trying to help Trump and that China, because China and Iran, who had better relationships with uh, the Obama administration and therefore Biden, yeah, thought that having Biden there would be more beneficial to them instead of Trump. Uh, I don't know what I think about this. I don't really necessarily trust it a hundred percent just because I have, as I said, I have many thoughts on Russiagate. I could, it, it would take us an entire episode or two for me to go over all of those things. But the, you know, that, that came out yesterday too. And I, I feel like it was worthy of a mention. Yeah. I, it, uh, taking it at face value and assuming it's true like it doesn't really surprise me to see um foreign you know neoliberalist interests trying to further their own interests um like you said iran is more you know friendly mm-hmm. with the obama administration china i don't know too much about china it's a fucking mixed bag and of course russia you know we got the the shipping of trump and putin um <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much to say on it. It's, it's interesting. I wonder if anything more will come out about that. I don't really want to say anything definitive because I, I, yeah, I don't know much about it. Um, yeah. it just wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me to see. Uh, I mean, hell, bar. Oh God, was this like last week or the week before? Um, where Barr went on the question by the Senate, I think? Mm-hmm. Or was it the House? Either way, there was one section, there was one little snippet that I caught of that lengthy uh, questioning. It was like, um, I think it was Schumer who was asking Barr, like, do you, he was questioning about, you know, the Trump administration getting aid from Russia during the election. And, uh, he basically asked Barr, is it ever acceptable to for the president to receive foreign aid? And then Barr responded, well, it depends on what kind of aid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Schumer you know, basically repeated the question, like, is it ever acceptable? I don't think you heard me. And then Barr said, uh, no, it's not. It's never acceptable. Yeah. And then uh, Schumer just kind of like brushed it off and like, oh, glad you, you know, heard me properly or something to that effect and just moved on. It's like, well, wait, that was this is, again, the Democrats fucking ineptitude It's like that was a slam fucking dunk. Yeah, that was a slam dunk. just said that was you okay to receive foreign aid uh, yeah. the president for the president. And and yeah, the Democrats were just like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's wag your finger like, hey. oh. Yeah, like once again, like the fact that Republicans suddenly think Susan Collins is safe shows you how inept the Democrats really are. If you can't get somebody that's been just hated on for like the last year and for years since Trump got in office and you can't even put up a fucking valiant fight against them like mitch mcconnell's fucking dug in and kentucky Mm -hmm. is kentucky but the fact that they can't even really put up a fight on that it's just it's just Mm mind-blowing yeah it's um 
I don't know. I feel like there's way more money on the Republican side compared mm-hmm. to the Democrats. And I think there is. There usually is. is. There usually is. But this time around, they say that they have more billionaires backing Biden than they do Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say is that there's more billionaires backing Biden than Donald Trump as is as if that's a contest that you really want to win that you yeah, don't want yeah it's not it's not something I would brag about just because well it's me but maybe other liberal maybe the liberals are fine with it I don't see why because money corrupts politics uh, Citizens mm-hmm. United was the one of the most undermining things to our democracy ever and they're just like yeah, yeah it's okay you gotta have money to win elections Mm-hmm. <sighs> world, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, yeah. Heaven oh. forbid that you know Bernie Sanders' small donor campaign raised more money than any other candidate. Yep. And you remember during the um, the fucking debates, the DNC debates this year. That was one of the big talking points for Bernie. Was like, well, you, Biden, you've Biden, you've got more billionaire donors than the rest of us out here. Yeah. Um, and then Biden straight up tried to deny that. It's yeah. just, no, no, and then, I don't. I, yeah. lie. And now they're just like, oh, we actually have more billionaire donors. Yeah, we, act, we have more billionaires. I remember when he tried to say Bernie had a bunch of super backs and Bernie was like, okay, name them. And then Biden's <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was just like, you fucking like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, before I get too heated, uh, Tell me about what's going on in uh, QAnon land. <laughs> oh, QAnon land. Um, there was a small thing. Is a, a lot of uh, QAnon accounts are they were forced to verify their accounts with a phone number. So Twitter's still cracking down pretty hard on that, and uh, the uh, the Q babies are super upset about that. But the most notable thing I found. Um, this week is from America's Frontline Doctors, which is the same organization that you might remember the uh, the doctor who is talking all about demon sex and demon sperm and all this crazy shit, right? I mean, we, we covered that before, but they released a, another video as an interview with another doctor. I don't know his fucking name. I don't care either. Um, it's, outside, it's out there somewhere, but he basically claimed that the hydrochloroquine drug that Trump has been pushing for God knows how many months, um, that the HQC allows uh, COVID-19 to attack cancer cells instead of normal cells. So we can actually just suddenly use COVID-19 as an anti-cancer thing, but only with Trump's hydrochloroquine. Um, So I kind of looked into this a little bit and I, not into the science because you know more into the where this information was coming from and of course america's frontline doctors um is like a new organization but there was another watermark on the video that i saw and it was of the tea party patriots uh i'm sorry of the i'm sorry of the second opinion project that was it so i was like what the fuck is the okay of course second opinion if it's going to be on this conservative shit, it's uh, just another way to try to justify their, you know, beliefs and give some kind of validation to it. Um, 
even if it's made up. So whatever makes them sleep better. Um, so the Second Opinion Project uh, has a YouTube channel, and it's obviously pro-Trump. Um, you know, expect nothing less. And scrolling through their videos, I found a training webinar that was focused on helping to recruit for the Tea Party Patriots. Now, the Tea Party Patriots was organized by Freedom Works in 2009, and it is still being directed by the um, the the Tea Party Patriots. is still being directed by Freedom Works, even though it was supposedly uh, the reins were handed over to um, TPP. Hmm. Freedom Works was co-founded by the Koch brothers, and it, according to uh, a report, it was. Freedom Works is one of the main political outfits of the conservative movement and an instrumental force within the Tea Party. And it was founded in 2004. So it's just funny. Uh, it's just a continued connection with the same dark money conservative interests. Um, and they're just manifesting in all kinds of new ways. But the the source never goes away. It's always the same. Um it's just, I don't know, I wanted to bring that up to just further illustrate and drive the point home that, like, you can't trust any of these groups with Mm-mm. anything at all because they're all linked to the same corporate donors who put out the same propaganda to control society for their own interests to increase their bottom line. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's the end result that they're going for. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I thought that was interesting. Uh, so now I know that I can. Well, now I know how to completely discredit American frontline doctors. I didn't really know how before because I didn't look into it more until just now. Um, but they, they just keep saying stupid shit. It's insane. Um, <laughs> just you know, pseudoscience uh, wins if you just repeat it often enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's. What's your take on that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I mean, the American frontline doctors are like, oh, are, are the two uh, morons from Bakersfield in there again? Are they still part of that? I did not look at the into ones that, that, that talked are. about that. I remember they were part of it, like with the crazy demon sperm doctor, the one that was talking about the washing of hands and how there was good germs and like that they shouldn't have to do uh, wear masks and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like immediately all of these things should immediately be discredited with the American frontline doctors. Uh, The minute you bring up demon sex and trust me, you're talking to somebody that loves talking about the occult, uh, talking about aliens and shit. But when it comes to this, shut the fuck up with that. You're a goddamn doctor. I'm not a goddamn doctor. I'm just some dude that likes to get high and talk about weird shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you credentials. You're yeah. You got credentials. You have a more, you have a responsibility to patients. The only responsibility I have is getting high, I guess. But um <laughs> It's one of those things that I'm just like, dude, you know, no, don't, no, 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 just no, just no, just no, no, just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't just just like stop spreading misinformation because you're only prolonging this problem. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, muddying the waters doesn't yeah. help. By muddying the waters, you are just fucking us all over for longer, and you're just going to make it worse, and, and like, just shut up. Just shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be nice if they actually did. Yeah, it uh, would be nice. It would be super nice. Uh, there was one other thing that we kind of glossed over because it didn't really like fit into the rest of it. But I feel like this will help to like tie off the this episode. And uh, yeah, speaking of truth and uh, misinformation and whatever, I I found a uh, interesting psychology study uh, the other day that basically the the headline is that supporters of religious violence are more likely to claim that they're that they are familiar with religious concepts that don't exist mm-hmm. so uh essentially the for example like hell right hell doesn't actually exist in the bible it's literally not mentioned um the only thing that comes closest to this kind of like purgatory state where you're like deprived of god you know when you die if you if you're not faithful enough you just end up in like limbo somewhere that's like but it's not even called hell it's just like something else um but yet we have this fire and brimstone version of hell that uh you know has been so ingrained in christianity lately um so that's just one example but mm-hmm. <clears throat> more to the point this this study basically showed that people of faith who are actually familiar with the texts of their holy books and this primarily covered christianity and islam um people who are more like directly familiar with the stories are more peaceful even if they admitted that they didn't know specifics about a given story or whatever the fact that they were willing to say i don't know or that i do know those people are more likely to be peaceful in their actions and their outlook and whatever. And conversely, uh, I think this quote from the, from the study kind of sums it up really nice. Uh, further, although overclaiming uh, is toxic, uh, overclaiming being like, you know, I know all about this stuff, whatever, um, even if they don't, um, Actual religious knowledge or admitting what you did not know has the reverse effect such that it uh, such that it correlates with a peaceful disposition. In this way, knowing true versus false stories in one's holy book is associated with peaceful attitudes, whereas claiming familiarity with false stories from one's holy book is associated with violent attitudes. So it's just kind of... I've, this is kind of a topic I can't really do justice right now. I've, this is uh, there's a lot more factors and and other ideas and discussions that go along with it. But I just wanted to bring this up because it's just really interesting to me that the people are more, at least in this case, people are going to be more violent or hostile if they have this kind of blind dogmatic faith in something. Whereas if you really try to seek the truth in something, no matter what that subject is, um, you're more likely to be understanding and compassionate and peaceful. And this is something I've always kind of felt throughout my life is that um, 
humans fundamentally care about each other. So if we, and, and part of caring about one another is understanding. Um, and if, you know, if we just took a little bit more time to dig into the real details, to actually discover the truth about things, whatever subject matter it is you're discussing, um, that further understanding will necessarily lead to more compassion um, in the long run. doesn't matter if it's science or religion or cars or fucking nerd culture or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The more that you understand someone else, the more that you can connect with them and therefore, you know, be able to empathize with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that's severely lacking in the world right now, but specifically with this far right wing shit is this, this compassion just doesn't exist because, and this is illustrated so clearly in QAnon, um, they want so desperately to believe in all of this shit about how Trump is basically the Messiah and they're willing to overlook anything, uh, any mm-hmm. kind of fact or empirical evidence that might discredit that. Um, Cause they would rather, you know, live in their delusional fantasy land and believe in their fairy tale than actually confront the cold, harsh reality Uh, that is existence and, you know, try to cope with that because that's difficult. It is difficult, but yeah, I don't know. Hippy dippy love. Uh, We can get through this together if we all just fucking uh, come together as a species. Um, I don't know. I'm, I can ramble about it forever, but I (laughs) thought that was an interesting little uh, study. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got Um, too. Um, yeah. usual bullshit. Uh, you can uh listen to it, uh, listen to us out on American Shakedown. Uh, we're on all the podcast uh, platforms. Uh, come to AmericanShakedown.com. Uh, we do Twitch streams now, so uh, catch us on there. And uh, that's all I really got. Yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter. Um, I am Ghost Lobster. He is seriously berserk, and of course, American Shakedown. Yep. And uh, other than that, have a good weekend, night, day, whatever time it is for you. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks.